Welcome to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast, where we have open and honest conversations about business strategies, thinking and habits that are essential to building a successful event planning business while enjoying a fulfilling lifestyle. I am your host, Mayo Silvers, an events veteran with over 20 years of experience and also an unstoppable eventrepreneur with two multiple six-figure events business. Come listen with an open heart and open mind. Be ready to reset, recharge, and rejuvenate your life and your business. Welcome to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast once again. Thank you for giving me your time and your years week after week. And for today's topic, we are going to talk about, is your client coachable? You must be thinking, why do we need to coach our client? The reason why I want to dig a little bit deeper about this topic is because I have been seeing a lot of event planners dealing with their clients' last-minute requests or not getting enough information or any information in order for them to do their job properly. So the wedding is three months out or one month out and you as a day of coordinator, you as an event planner, you're not getting all the information that you need in order to get your job done and you're in a panic mode, right? I, I always say that lack of planning at your end does not constitute an emergency at my end. So as event planners, we are people pleasers <laughs> by default. We love to see people smile. We like to make people happy. So when it comes to times that we have to be a little bit direct or confrontational, it is out of our comfort zone. So this is a skill that can be developed. So don't worry if you are soft-spoken and you don't like conflict. Conflict management is not your jam. And telling people what to do is not your jam. It's okay. You will learn on the job and you'll learn fast <laughs> once you know once you know the things that you will have to do if you don't receive information on time and how it would impact the event, the result, the experience of the event and how it will ultimately impact your client's experience and how will it reflect on you. So everything has consequences. When I say how coachable is your client, it's not you coaching the client per se. It's more about from the very beginning, when you're qualifying your potential client, you have to be totally honest with yourself and ask yourself this question. After your interaction with the potential client, do you think that you are a good fit for them and they are a good fit for you? When I say if you are a good fit for them or they are a good fit for you, I'm not talking about are you able to do what they ask you to do? Do you have the capability to do what they ask you to do? It goes beyond that. When I talk about good fit, it's, just, it's not just about the skill level. Do you have the skills and the resources to do what they ask you to do? Do you have the experience? No. It's more, it's more deep than that. You have to ask your gut. You have to ask yourself how you feel when you're talking to this potential client, 
do you think you will enjoy working with this potential client? Not only that, you also have to be very frank and open with your potential client how you work, what they can expect from you. You basically have to paint a picture for them to have an idea, your working style, and the timeline you expect to get things done. So I'm going to give you one example. When I spoke, when I, whenever I speak to a potential client who, has, who is thinking of hiring me to plan their event, I would assume immediately that I'm the hired planner. Okay? So I would tell them the timeline of how it would look like when I'm planning the event. So if they hire me to do an event for, um, for instance, if they hire me to do an event for next year's September, and we, we started having a conversation now as they're looking for event planners to plan their in-person event next September, they tell me what they're looking for, what is their expectation, their goals, their experience that they want to have for the event. I would immediately start planning in my head, start the planning process in my head. So I will have to start working the timeline in my head that, okay, if the event is going to be in September, when do I need certain information? I will be like, okay, by November, we need to secure a contract to hire the event planner. We need to have the first milestone payment made. And these are the things that we will be, I will be doing for you from November to the second milestone. So I give them a general idea. Things that I will be doing for them once I receive the first payment, such as I will be looking for the venue, sourcing for the venue, negotiating contract. So I give them an idea what I'll be doing for them. I don't tell them how to do it. I told them what would be done. At the same time, I also tell them, in order for me to do all these things, when I receive the first payment, I will need you to give me XYZ information. So I will need them to tell me what is the budget for the event, what is the experience, you know, in detail, okay? So when we're having this conversation, while we have not decided I want to work with them or they want to work with me, I will still continue to ask questions as if they are my client already. So I'll ask very, very in-depth questions as if I already have this client. So I'll ask questions like, okay, you know, what is the goal that you, you are looking at? What the, what's the event goals? experience who's coming all these questions it's like a new client questionnaire so i would be already asking them that and then i will also be very honest telling them in order for me to do my job well i will give you a timeline of what i need for each milestone planning so milestone planning one is all about sourcing for vendors and venue according to your event objective according to your budget according to the look and the feel of the event. So I need you to send to me all this information by this date. I need you to send me your estimated budget. I need you to send me how many people will be for the event. Where do you want the event to be? The city, okay? The city, the type of venues that you're looking for. So I would prep them that it's not just me trying to figure things out in the dark. I need their input in order for things to happen. And I will tell them very clearly when I need this information. So as we continue the conversation, they have an idea what is their role in working with me. 
and what would be my role and deliverable when they work with me. So it's a two-way communication and a partnership. It's not just me producing things for them without them giving me any feedback. So I manage the client. I do not let the client manage me. So the thing that I see very often happening is the event planner, they are so, they are so, um, they are so concerned about sounding pushy and sounding like a pain when they keep chasing their clients. Okay, this is already when they have already contracted to be, when they are already contracted to be the planner for their clients, okay? And they feel that, oh, they're paying me. I need to be nice. I don't want to be so pushy. I have already asked the information for many times. I don't want to get them upset. You have to let the client know what are the consequences, okay? If they do not provide us the information in time, you have to put it down in writing. So either in a text message, on an email, okay, or on your contract. And you have to say it many, many, many times because they will not remember. Because in their head, they're thinking, I'm hiring you as an event planner. That's your job to go figure it out. No, it's not your job to go figure things out. If you figure things out and whatever you figure out that you want to do is not what they envision, that's a problem. They may tell you what they want, but the exact result, experience and the look, if they don't have a feedback, they don't give you feedback, we're going to be in trouble. Okay? You never want to have a situation that you make decisions without getting any form of a feedback. So this is how I do it. Again, I will tell them, this is what I'm going to be doing for you. This is what I need from you by this date. If I don't get it by this date, this is what is going to happen. Cost will increase. We don't have availability. We may have to switch to alternative products. So the end result may not be what you're looking for. This is just in general terms, okay? And then they'll be like, okay, okay, yeah, 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 right? And then two weeks, I mean, Two weeks before the event, they still haven't given you the information. It's too late for you to remind them two weeks out. You have to put a timeline, your internal timeline, okay? You share the timeline with them, but you need to put a buffer. I would suggest that you put at least 20% buffer, okay? At least two weeks to three weeks buffer to the real deadline that you know that is do or die. <laughs> if you don't get the information, it's done, okay? So... I would all I, I will give them a preliminary timeline of what is going to be done, when, who is responsible for what, and when I need the information by. So you have to hold yourself accountable by making sure that you check that timeline week after week. And you also have to have a system where you set a reminder to yourself to go chase the information from your client. Okay, and don't ever feel that you're bothering your client by asking them for information repeatedly. They hire you to do that. They may not know what you need. That's why they don't give it to you or they're too busy. So your job is to make it so simple that you tell them one thing, I need 
this one thing. Don't tell them that you need 10 things. They are already overwhelmed. And asking them to produce 10 things or give you 10 things in order for you to do your job is a suicidal move. So when you do your timeline, it got to be one task at a time. And each task should have at least three weeks of buffer to the next thing that needs to be done. Three to four weeks. So your client doesn't feel overwhelmed and you don't feel overwhelmed. Okay? So when they give you that one thing that is due four weeks later, but you need it now because you need to go get it done and then you send it back to them, get some feedback and then alter, tweak and everything, right? So by the fourth week, you get a final product. So when they gave you, when, when, when you communicate very clearly and you manage your client well, that's why I say you coach your client, okay? As in you coach them in how you work, how you, how you work, how they can, how they um, can expect your deliverables. And you also coach them on what you need and they are coachable. They listen to you. They trust you. So once they give you that one thing, the next thing you need to do is you are going to tell them, okay, the next thing I need from you is this, which is eight weeks out, okay? But they're giving it to you now because now you don't, you, you would not be able and don't expect, actually, I would say you would not be able. Don't expect them to give you the second thing the next day. It's going to take them another three, four weeks to get to you. So if every time they finish one thing, you tell them, okay, this is the next thing I need, right? You lessen the overwhelm because they only have to focus on one thing at a time. And then when they give you the second thing, it's already ahead of the timeline. So you just prep them one thing after another thing after another thing, not all things at one time. You can give them an overall view of the timeline so they know that, okay, you know, these are the things I need to get my, my team or myself, all this information I need to get over to May. And then you need to be on top of that. So during the whole qualification process, communicating with your potential client, these are the things that has to be brought up to the table. I'm very honest with my potential client when we're on the call. I say that I'm very direct. I'll tell you exactly what I need. And you need to give me what I ask you to give to me. Okay, I'm not going to overwhelm you. I'm going to give you an overall overview of what is expected during the time that we're working together. There is a deadline for each of the things that I need from you. But I will be on top of you to remind you so we don't ever have to rush anything. The first thing they say is, oh, thank you so much, May. Thank you, thank you. And you need to find a potential client who trusts you as well to make the decision. Because I will be very honest with them and say, listen, if I don't hear from you and I don't hear anything from you, you didn't give me what you want, I'm going to make the decision on your behalf. And I'm going to tell you that this is how it's going to be. And you're going to pay whatever we need to pay because you didn't take the time or make the decision in time. Plus, it incurs additional labor, additional costs for the supplies, and it's going to be a last-minute fee. So let's not get into that area, okay? So don't be afraid to tell them the reality. Very often, we're so afraid to be so frank and so clear about expectation during the qualification process because we're so afraid of offending our potential client or we come across too hard-ass and they wouldn't want to hire you. But if that's how you work, that's what you need to tell them that's how you work. Otherwise, 
Otherwise, when they decide to hire you and then you show your true color of how you work, they'll be like, oh, this is not what I signed up for. What happened to the very sweet, what happened to the very accommodating person that I signed up with? It's not that you being direct, you're not accommodating. You're still, you still can be very accommodating and understanding and patient, but work is work. And they hire you to produce the best results and experience for the event. So don't be afraid. Okay, don't be afraid to say, oh, I have already, you know, I've already uh, tried to um, text them, email them, but they don't respond. Well, then you're going to make it very clear, okay, on your contract or any form of documentation that I have not heard from you. I have not done this, 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 so I'm not able to do the job. So if I'm not able to do the job, then I won't show up for the job, but you will still owe me this money. I guarantee you they will get back to you. <laughs> When you tell them the facts, what's going to happen, okay? And don't be afraid that, oh, if I were to communicate that, they're going to give me a bad review. Listen, if they don't give you what they need and you can't do your job, the event turns out to be a disaster, you're still going to get a bad review, okay? So regardless of what, you're not going to win. So you might as well don't do anything and get the money, right? If you were to tell them, sorry, you don't give me anything, so I'm, I can't do the job, so I can't even show up. What am I going to show up for? Right? That would definitely catch your attention. But the summary, and you know, the, the, the gist of this episode is how coachable is your client. It all starts from the very, very beginning when you're qualifying your client. When you're qualifying your client, you need to be so open and honest about how you work. What is your expectation of them? Not the other way around. Okay? Yes, what they can expect from you is important. But what you need and expect from them is equally important. Okay? Planning an event is a partnership. It is not, it is not, a, it is not a, a show. It is not a show that, a, that you do all by yourself. It doesn't work like that. All right? So you have to be so transparent with your working style and your expectation. And that needs to be on your onboarding package as well. Timeline, what is expected from your client, by what date. And you have to be accountable to yourself and to your client to show, okay, to show these are the things that you need. So they have it on paper. And then you need to remind them, that is your job. They're so busy, they don't remember anything. So verbal reminder, written reminder, follow up, follow up, follow up until you get something. And then you can tell them, I'm so sorry that I feel so bad that I'm pestering you. But in order for me to get my job done and to do it well, because that's what you paid me for, I need this information from you. Every single client will appreciate that. If the client says that, well, I hire you, go figure it out. That means, you know what? You didn't do a good job in communicating what you expect them to do for you when they hire you. Then you just dig yourself a deep hole to bury yourself into because you didn't manage your client. You have poor client management skills and now you're panicking. Now your vendors are going after you. Your venue is going after you because they all need information. That is not the way to show up for your business and to build your business and to build a reputation 
now you don't have a good reputation for your potential, for your client, and you don't have a good reputation with your vendors and your venues. So vendors and venues appreciate planners who, are, who have a handle of their client. Clients appreciate planners who have a handle of them and also the venue and the vendors. Okay, Event planners have to step up and to be the boss. You've got to be the boss of your client and you've got to be the boss of your vendors. When I say the boss, I don't mean it in a way that you are bossy and, and unkind. I mean it in a way that you have to take authority. You need to step into your authority to do that. Okay? So I hope this gives you an idea how to maneuver the situation that your potential, your clients are not giving you the information you need in a timely fashion. So you need to be fully aware that this process needs to be done at the very, very beginning when you're qualifying your client. This is not, this is handling the problem before the problem arrives, okay? That's a sign of a great event planner who knows how to run their business. You have to handle this and foresee it happening so you nip it in the butt, okay? Thank you so much for your time today and don't forget to leave us a review and a rating and share our podcast to anyone that you think can benefit from our content. I'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, can you do me a favor? Please leave us a review and also share our podcast so we can help more eventrepreneurs out there. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss any new episodes.